Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 261 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother. Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what is going on, man? Taco Bell is bringing back potatoes, baby. Well, if we're going to jump right on over to Taco Bell, we got to ask, what is up with that teaser of 31121? That's when the potatoes are coming back. Oh, is that it? Yes, they are bringing back the two potato items, which was, I believe, the cheesy Fiesta potatoes. And they had a spicy potato taco. I think that was actually on their dollar menu. Uh, anyway, those are coming back on the 13... I'm sorry, 311 of 21. But, unfortunately, no news of the Mexican pizza. That thing is still in its coffin, waiting to be risen again. But uh, just waiting on that news from Taco Bell. But yes, it's a, it's a good step in the right direction that a canceled menu item is making its return. Now all they need to do is bring back the Mexican pizza and they're starting to make some brownie points again with their fans. The Mexican pizza is hanging out with the retros over at Mattel. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what's going on. Dude, I can't believe it. Next episode, episode 262 is our five year anniversary. That's insane. Five years five years we've been doing this man every week for five consecutive years <laughs> f m l <laughs> <laughs> five straight years of every sunday downloading to your phone or ipad or computer or whatever you might listen to us on and we appreciate every single one of you that's been tuning in for the last five years tuning in did you get that Oh, I like what you did there. It's a play on words. It exactly, yes. It's a play on our last name. I see what you did there. It exactly is, yes. Uh, by the way, Power Punch Bang powering me through the show this week. Uh, Miami Cola over here. Ooh, nice choice. Very nice choice. And Jeff, more good news. Hockey's back. Yes. Avalanche lost last night, unfortunately. The Blues, 4-1. to one. But, I mean, it's still good to hear uh, sticks clanking against ice and skates cutting through the ice and pucks dropping it's it's a great sound and it's a great time right now yes it is and ea actually did a um a simulation of the season and would you like to know who was crowned the we predict they're going to be the stanley cup champions by ea oh by ea they did a simulation i'm gonna say a full season simulation the whole way through the stars your avalanche Ooh, I don't foresee that happening right now, but... I do. I do. Colorado's strong, dude. And again, this is not a hockey podcast. You have downloaded the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure podcast. But we get sidetracked a little bit. And yes, Jeff, EA has predicted the Colorado Avalanche will be your 2021-2022 Stanley Cup champions. Actually, is it even going? It's not going into 2022, huh? No, I just stay in 2021. It is. How weird. It's always been two years. 
It's like 2019 yep. to 2020 or 2020 to 2021. Now it's just the 2021 season. Very strange. Welcome to the COVID years. Yes. Yes. I do not foresee the Avalanche winning. I've been let down for the past, when the last one they won, 2001, 2002. They beat the Devils. So uh, I believe that was 02. Yes. Yeah. So I, 18 years, I just have no hope. Oh, dude, they got a strong team. They have a really strong team. I don't disagree with EA at all. I was saying Colorado was probably a year or two away from winning, and that was two years ago. So they're right on target as far as I can see. They got a good team. Are you the Sports Illustrated like that predicted the Astros? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, definitely not. Are you banging trash cans over at uh, the Avalanche Arena or something? <laughs> Stealing signs. Yeah. Over, the, over at the Pepsi Center? <laughs> no, I'm in IT. I'm a little more high tech than banging a trash can. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> if it... <laughs> there what you did go. you call her? That was like that was like a Mitch Hedberg joke. Like a lot of people don't get it at first, and then it starts to sit in. I love it. Yeah, five minutes later, most of the base is going to be like, "Oh, I see what he did there." Oh, banging trash can, sexual joke. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on you! How dare you? If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or What a Maneuver dot. Net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You guys need to check out FullyPosablePodcast.com because over there you can read Corey Human's articles that he has written that are very well done. Thank you, Corey. We appreciate that. Uh, you can also listen to current episodes, but if you want to listen to any of our past episodes, head on over to Podbean. You can go all the way back to episode one and then binge listen all the way to 261. Okay. <laughs> if you guys actually do that all the way through, you know, you guys can obviously take breaks and stuff. If you guys do that, I'll send you a shirt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but there you, has to be proof. Yeah, there's got to be proof, man. But <laughs> I mean, if you actually go back to episode one and just start listening all the way through, I'll send you a shirt. Yeah, we want all 400 hours of videotape of you sitting there listening to our show. And then you'll get a shirt. We need to see the five o'clock shadows coming in. We need to see hair growth. Yes. We don't need to see you go potty. That's fine. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> but we do want to see all of the, the transformation that happens in 400 hours of binging our show. <laughs> and we'll offer thoughts and prayers and a t-shirt. Uh, but yes, you can go over to Podbean and listen to all the way back to episode one. You can also listen on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and iTunes. Please rate and review on iTunes. If you have any questions, audio questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, did you do any choice button? Yes, I did, actually. But before I get into that, I do want to wish my oldest daughter a very, very happy 20th birthday. I can't believe it, Jeff. I am the father of a 20-year-old. I feel every year of it, 100%. But a very, very happy birthday to Alana, 20 years. I It blows my mind that I have a 20-year-old. I, I can't believe that it's been 20 years. I remember heading out to the house and holding her for the first time a couple days after you guys brought her home. And Wow, 20 years, man. Crazy. I know. A lot has happened in that 20 years. Yes, but I know she's not listening. She's not a fan of wrestling figures, unfortunately. So let's move on. But happy birthday, Alana. Very, very happy 20th to you. But my toy spotting consisted of some care packages from some very, very thoughtful listeners. First off, Ryan Belisle, 
was listening to the show a couple weeks ago. And when I mentioned that I was going to put the NXT tag team titles on Undisputed Era, when I get the War Games play set, I was looking for the tag team titles. He sent me a set. And in addition to that, included a very nice handwritten letter, which handwritten is way more time consuming than typing it up. So the thought was greatly appreciated. Him sending the NXT tag team titles to me, very, very appreciated. So Ryan, a huge, huge thanks to you. That letter meant the world. And in addition to that, I got the Breakin' 3-pack Super 7 set that Jeremy Conrad had shipped out to me. Got that. It is awesome. So huge, huge thanks to Jeremy Conrad for that. And Jeff, that pretty much rounds out my toy spotting. I've kind of been watching values online for that Royal Rumble set that's been hitting targets. Mm-hmm. Ugh, my goodness. It's insane. And again, we've talked about it before, but this is what happens when dollar signs are attached to your collections at retail. You're not going to be able to find them unless you're lucky. Or it's going to be extremely hard to do so. That's what she said. But <laughs> I'm looking for that warrior. I've They just came out and I've pretty much already given up on finding them. I'm like, well, okay. I'm not paying $60 for an Ultimate Warrior figure when I already have a bunch up on the wall. So it is what it is. But man... It's frustrating out there, and we've talked about the G.I. Joe Classified series, the Target exclusives. Hey, go figure, another Target exclusive that's impossible. <laughs> but it's just getting crazy out there trying to find these things. And again, any figure that has dollars tied to it on the secondary market, it's going to be a tough find. But it just seems that every single wrestling figure now has dollar signs attached to it. And it sucks, especially when it's one that you want. So again... You got to rely on the fig life to help you out, but uh, that's kind of where it's at. Yeah, the Royal Rumble series just came out, and I was looking at those same prices. And I mean, it seems like the only cheap one is the Titus O'Neil, and it's nothing against Titus O'Neil; it's just something I'm seeing. Yeah, at least online. But like Umaga and Warrior seem to uh, come with a hefty price tag. I did see an Umaga last night at my Target, oh. but the but the box was just beat up. Oh, I mean, gotcha. It was just it was ripped on the side. The back was like caved in. It was, it was bad, dude, because I almost bought it. I was like, oh, cool. I found Umaga. That's cool. But I held the package. I was like, how is this box even holding up right now? Oh, that sucks. And you know what? It does make sense that Umaga and Titus O'Neil would be the hard ones to find and the most valuable considering the amounts of Warrior and Austin figures that we've gotten from Mattel. But this entire set, at least for me, has been impossible to find. Right, right. Uh, this past weekend, I went to a few targets and it was kind of cool because I went to our Alameda target first thing in the morning, right as they open, because I kept hearing January 10th, there's supposed to be some resets, head over to target, come around the corner and Bobby Heenan's and basics. You know what I heard? I heard that that, uh, January 10th reset uh-huh. was actually a hoax. Was it created by people that were collecting GI Joe's? No, it was created uh- by target employees. Really? Yeah, I guess to get all the neckbeards out looking for toys, <laughs> there was this hoax that they were doing some sort of reset because I checked on Sunday late morning and it was the same crap from the night or two nights before. Just barren shelves, <laughs> barren pegs. <laughs> yeah, the neckbeards. <laughs> like me. <laughs> I just That's just something I heard. You know how social media is. You can't believe everything you read. But I read that in a couple spots that it was a big hoax created by Target employees. But who knows? But at least it was at my target. There was nothing new. Nothing. So 
went to Alameda Target, got there at 8 a.m., first thing in the morning, came around the corner, and they actually had the Macho Man ring cart. Oh, very nice. And I was like, you know what? I know that I'm also, I'm chipped in to get one from Entertainment Earth with Tim and you and everything. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up Macho. I'm going to open this one up, and I'm going to put the WrestleMania three Macho and Elizabeth in the ring cart and get an IC title and put it with Macho. There you go. So I was like, okay, I'll get this. You know, also, it's kind of cool buying something off the pegs. You know, you don't really do that much anymore. Yes, it's a good feeling, right? Like, hey, I found something in the wild. This is great. 100%. So next stop was Hayward, where I was supposed to meet up with Norm. And this is the first time I've seen Norm in a while. So sure enough, pull up, see Norm as he's walking up to the front. And I come around the corner at the wrestling figure aisle, and there's Hogan and Fiend Ultimate Editions. I have them coming from Entertainment Earth as well. But I kind of want to open these up. They're really good, dude. The Fiend is really good. I love the belt that comes with them. The Hogan is fantastic. It really is. So What was your top figure last year? It was. And you know what? Even though I did not have that figure and I was going off of pictures, holding the figure validated my number one spot. I'm happy I made that my number one figure. And yes, that is number one figure of last year. Okay. Very good. And you know what? It doesn't hurt to pick up a set when you find them at retail because you never know what's going to happen with pre-orders as Walmart has taught us. So that's that's a safe bet to do that. Yep. So it was funny because Norm and I are looking. He's looking over at Marvel Legends and Star Wars and all this stuff. So him and I start walking towards the kind of the Funko NECA area of Target that most Targets have. Right. As we're walking, I go, oh, they have Krang from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, I don't need Krang, but I wanted Krang. <laughs> I don't get it, dude. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know what goes through my brain. Anyways. You don't collect Turtles figures. No, I don't. So, <laughs> I, as we're walking towards it, Norm goes, oh, they have Krang. And it was one of those, if I was by myself, I would have picked it up. Right. But the fact that I was with my buddy and he wanted it more than me, like I just wanted it to have it. Right. But, but he actually wanted it. And I was like, dude, go ahead and take it. I don't need it. I was like, just take it. You you have more of a purpose for it than I do, so take it. You saved yourself some wallet heat there. I did, dude. I did. Speaking of turtles, I kind of do a little bit of a sidetrack, and you already know where I'm going with this. I keep seeing that I'm getting a, a NECA shipment. I'm supposed to be getting something from NECA. And I'm like, what did I get from NECA? And I was like, do I want to open up this email, or do I want to be surprised? And here's the best part. You don't even drink, dude. I know. So it's not like you're doing like drunken ordering. You have a clear <laughs> mind every time you order, but you just forget. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put this into my toy folder and I'm going to be surprised what I get from NECA. I don't remember what I ordered. So sure enough, it shows up today on the doorstep, pick it up. I'm like, what is this? It's a big old NECA box, like something you would see at Target and stuff. I'm like, what is this? I pop it open. Scott, I didn't tell you the best part. There are two shredders you bought two i guess i bought two scott you <laughs> okay what oh, let's let's pump the brakes here for a minute i don't collect turtle figures i know no it's not just that you don't collect them you didn't even collect them as a kid so there's not even a nostalgia factor to lean into for this one no no none at all i i don't get it i mean it would be one thing if you were like you know i bought a voltron from super seven okay that makes sense. You played with Voltron as a kid. 
or if you bought like a Knight Rider car, that would make sense. But turtles, I I can't explain this one. I'm blown away. I'm like, I think you just are having to buy things just because. Yeah, because I'm not finding anything on the shelves. So. Y- yes, exactly. You're like, screw it. I'm just going to find something to buy. And I guess <laughs> turtles is it. So here's the problem now, as you've done with Back to the Future, because you can almost guarantee if they continue to release Back to the Future figures, you're going to be like, oh, but it's so cool. I have to get that one too. Go back and look at the Super 7 Ultimates. Mm-hmm the turtles figures that they've done. Okay. Just the turtles. So if you if you're going to start to go down this road, I, I can't. I I can't. But you're going to look. You're going to want turtles to go with your super shredder and krang if you ever find them at retail again. You're going to want turtles to go with these villains. Look at the Super 7 Ultimates. They are incredible. And I don't think they've released all four yet. I think they've only done is it two or three of the four? Something like that. Yeah. So if you're going to go down the Turtles road, start looking at those. And I think they're the same price as the NJPW figures. You know what? I'm going to just get Kevin Nash to sign the shredder and then I'm going to call it a day. Liar. (laughs) You're a liar, sir. I am not a liar. (laughs) You sit on a throne of lies. (laughs) Um, The other funny part, going back to the Target run on Saturday, excuse me, Sunday morning was I hadn't seen Norm in a while. So Norm goes out all the time and he's able to hit stores during the day. So he always messages me and he goes, hey, do you need this? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. And I'll send him the money. So not seeing him for over a year or close to a year. Yeah. The last time we saw him was at the San Jose Toy Show in, Mm -hmm. was it November or December of 2019? Yep, exactly. Yeah. So not seeing him for about a year, he had developed quite a uh, hefty care package for me. Nice. So we go out to the cars and he goes, hey, I got to get you your stuff. And he hands over this big box of stuff. It's just elite figures. It's got G.I. Joe's in there. It's got uh, Mighty Mugs, as I was telling you about earlier. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Here's the one Johnny Gargano from Elite <laughs> 7140. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, I, like I told Norm, I was like, well, I won in this trade. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. No, but he was the one that came through for us on the uh, Firefly figure, yes. which is the one I really wanted from that Cobra Island Target exclusive. So I'm super thankful that he found that. He got me the G.I. Joe Mighty Mugs. Again, super thankful for those. So big, big thanks to Norm for being on the hunt for us. Yeah, Norm is such a great guy, dude. I can't say enough good things about him, man. Just a awesome dude to hang out with, and I'm glad we got to meet up, man. It's just been way too long, so glad, so glad I got to see him. For sure. And you guys are both Bill fans, Bills fans, so you had something to celebrate. Oh God, Saturday morning was a rough one, man. I, I mean, I don't have nails as it is, and I, I definitely <laughs> don't have nails now. So, anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, now we got to be nervous about Saturday night. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Another funny thing, dude, is before we started recording, I just got a a box from Deep Discount. Oh. Deep Discount is another one I like to be surprised by because I did this one huge order back in the day. Yes. And and they kind of fill it as they go. As they come in, they just fill it. So they don't send everything all at once. It comes in in increments, I guess you could say. And it's free shipping over 25 bucks. Exactly. So I get a deep discount box on the doorstep today. And I'm like, ooh, which one is it this time? You know, I have no clue what's in the box, right? I pop it open and it's Keith Lee and John Morrison. Ooh, very nice. How's that Morrison figure? Dude, that figure is fantastic. 
Yeah, based on the pictures that I've seen, that is one kick-ass elite. That Morrison, as far as looks, body, um, I won't say jacket, but it's better than his Elite Four as far as looks. Oh, you're still talking about his figure, not John Morrison, the person. Oh, John Morrison's a stud, dude. Okay. Yeah, he is. I mean... I agree, yeah. (laughs) But it's so much better than his Elite Four. Like, you could just see the, I guess you could say, 10-year difference or nine-year difference between Elite Four and Elite 82. (laughs) Yes, and you know, it's really funny that you mentioned that because I was going to talk about uh, that part a little bit later in the uh, the nostalgia segment. But yes, you can definitely see how far they've come from doing the earlier Elites to now in the Series 80 that we're in or 80-whatever. You can really see the difference that 11 years has made. And not that the figures were bad back in 2010, but they are so good now. And You know, we get on that subject of, oh, who should take the WWE license? Mattel should keep the WWE license. When you look at the the leaps and bounds they've made in their figures, you should not be rooting for Mattel to lose this license. And I don't want to downplay the Keith Lee figure. The figure is really good. But man, that Morrison is excellent. It helps he has cool gear too. Yes, exactly. The jacket, I'm so glad they didn't use a Polly Pocket style jacket. Oh, it's a soft goods? It's a soft goods. Nice. It looks fantastic so anyways yeah i I really wanted to put over that morrison i thought it was excellent nice so very very early into 2021 here but do you think that's going to be in your top 10 oh dude that's way too early too early okay yeah we're 14 days into 2020 dude i can't already be putting that into the top 10 yeah what are we talking about we don't even know if wrestlemania is happening yet wrestlemania will happen vince will make sure where we dude tickets should have gone on sale three months ago well i agree but like it'll go on it, it, it will happen whether it's with fans or without fans it will happen okay it's going to happen somewhere correct okay got it so la pretty much a no next year ah uh, you know what uh, push la out like another two three years give it to nola next year here's why Assuming the vaccination works and COVID numbers start to drop drastically, which needs to happen, we need a party. We need to have one of the biggest WrestleManias ever. Where better to host the biggest WrestleMania ever, the biggest WrestleMania party ever, than NOLA? I think NOLA should host 2022 WrestleMania. Oh, I thought you were going to say Lincoln, Nebraska. You know, that's a party town. Lincoln, (laughs) Nebraska, that is a party town. I just don't know if it can compete with NOLA. Oh, nothing can compete with NOLA, dude. No, it's my favorite vacation destination. It is my favorite city to host WrestleMania in. Give us NOLA in 2022 for WrestleMania. Assuming COVID numbers are down, we're on the way out of this pandemic, there's no new strains that have crept up, and oh, we're on lockdown again. No more of that crap. If we're on target, give us NOLA in 2022. Please. Don't mention the word target if we don't have to. Yeah, screw you, target. (laughs) We are going to just jump right into the news because we don't have much news. So uh, this was a tweet from Jeremy Padauer. He said, AEW, wave four, picks soon. That's it. Okay. That's cool because series three is hitting pegs now. So it's going to be great to see what's coming right behind it. That's awesome. Have you seen that Rio face? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Dude, I think we've taken the barbed wire baseball bat to that figure enough on this show. And rightfully so. Yeah, I 
Totally agree. <laughs> no arguments here at all. But I think at this point, yeah, we're beating a dead horse with that thing. <laughs> There's that term again. How do we keep coming up with that term? <laughs> so what I did is I went over to the Wrestling Figs message board. Since we were light on news, I thought I'd check and see if there was anything over worth pulling. And I found a couple of things. And Jeff, this is why you are a podcast host extraordinaire. Ooh. Not just a podcast host. Podcast host extraordinaire. Because you're going above and beyond for the good of the show that, by the way, has been going for five straight years every Sunday, straight into your ears. You're using big words like host. Yeah, sorry. And ears. I apologize. Carry on. So I went into the section for Steve Ozer, warlord on the message boards, not the warlord who had the LJM, but not the barbarian, but... Oh, it would be cool if he jumped on there. He's like, dude, Steve, make my figure or I'll break you. Powers of pain now. <laughs> Don't make me get barbarian. <laughs> Warlord asked, what is the thought process behind choosing which facial expressions to use? Steve said, if there's a scanning session, the talent will do a series of signature expressions as well as neutral. If it's a traditional sculpt, reference photos are used, which could be studio shots or of a specific moment in a match. When it comes time to do the figure, neutralish or the most signature expressions seem to prevail at first. Then we move on to alternative looks like that Adam Cole open mouth sculpt. Next one. This comes in from Warrior Wilderness on the message boards. Man, what's up with all these W's? We had Warlord, we had Warrior Wilderness. And and you're listening to WFP. <laughs> exactly. Warrior Wilderness asked, I noticed Elite 8 is listed as ringside exclusive on RSC. Macho Man Randy Savage, WWE Ultimate 8 ringside exclusive toy wrestling action figure by Mattel, quote unquote. Can you confirm whether it's an exclusive or if it will hit retailers such as Amazon? Thank you and Happy New Year. Steve said, UE Wave 8 is not exclusive, but RSC will get them first. And last question, Willow10 asked, another W. Another W. And every one of them is like a wrestling-related name. Go figure. Just a quick question. How do we know when the pre-orders for the Ultimate Jeff Hardy and Warrior go up on Amazon? Steve said, not 100% sure yet, guessing between WrestleMania and SDCC. Awesome. Stuff to look forward to. Yep. I thought those were some important questions that I thought I'd pull because I'm an extraordinary host. Yes. A podcast host extraordinaire, Jeff. So I love the way you pronunciate that. Thank you. If you ever get business cards made, just have that put on there. <laughs> podcast host extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and by the way, I wanted to let everybody know too. I know I've been talking about it for like months now, but... The media room, the much hyped and discussed media room is fully under construction this coming weekend. So yes, paint and we ordered a desk today. That's all happening. Uh, the desk is going to be really nice. It's going to be a double desk. So on one side, and it's not a, a front to back kind of thing. It's a side by side. One side will be my work computer. The other side will be podcast computer. So party in the front business in the back or however that goes uh it'll be that kind of desk and then we're looking at love seats we're looking at coffee tables rugs entertainment centers and televisions but this weekend the process starts paint and desk will be here in two weeks i cannot wait 
oh, that's going to be awesome. So you could do video editing on the party computer and podcast editing. And, oh, that's going to be awesome. Editing? <laughs> what's, what's this editing you speak of? <laughs> I can bring my dumb jokes. I can do that. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see what this thing looks like, man. You've been talking about it for a while. <laughs> like like for over a year because we talked about that during the uh, year-end 2020 show. Yes. Well, finances finally allowed that we can start the process and come on second stimulus. <laughs> Daddy needs a new media room. Come on. Let's get that through. <laughs> <laughs> Just push it through. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see that. Scott, we do have a little bit of a listener segment. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Scott, this is a DM from Michael Grid. I did ask if it was okay to read it because I really love the story that Michael sent over to me. So I'm going to read it. Michael Grid messaged me on Monday morning and he said, I woke up this morning and checked BrickSeek for AEW. One Walmart about 50 miles away in the boonies popped up. I debated if I should go or not because of the drive distance. Was listening to the show, our show, on the drive down and all the hype about you finding Series 2, it was very, very relevant to what I was doing. I was like, crap, I'm taking a huge chance to find these things way out here. But you guys motivated me to keep going. I just got here 10 minutes ago. Yes, I got the whole set of Series 2 on the pegs. No chases. But like you, I'm cool with that. So thank you for being podcast cheerleaders on my fig hunt this morning. Scott and I talked about last week. We want you, we want to be that voice in your head being like, go, go. <laughs> do just it. To, you've got some time. You're not really doing anything right now. Just do it. Go. You know, especially if you see those number jumps, it's worth it, man. I know there's a lot of uh, stressors going on in that 50 mile drive, but at the same time, we still, it's, it's worth going. Just like you finding the AEW figures 50 miles away, it was worth going and you got them and you're happy. That's the motivation we want to be to get you guys to go out, hopefully find something on the pegs. Target is the exception, but we, we, want, <laughs> we want to be that motivation in your head. That's awesome, Michael. Congratulations, dude. I'm so happy you found the set. I'm glad that the drive was worth it. Hey, no chase, but you got that Dustin Rhodes and you got the whole set. Huge congrats, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, we're we're really happy for you, man. And I'm glad you're like me, man. Like the chase is just, it's not there for me. It's not, it's, there's nothing special about it. So I'm happy to get the Dustin in the case. I'm happy to get the regular MJF in the regular mocks. You know, it, I'm happy to get those figures. I mean, you wouldn't complain if you found it, but you're not going to go out of your way. It's like you would rather have the Dustin to get the full set than to get a chase and no Dustin. Correct. Correct. I mean, yeah. obviously if I got the chase, it's going right onto eBay. So <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. So Michael, congratulations on finding those. We're happy we can be that uh, voice in your head. And happy new year to you, J Scott. Next question comes in from our good buddy, Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again, Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. And you know what? After last weekend, there's only one thing on my mind. Unfortunately, it isn't wrestling figures, not even figures. Let's talk about sports. 
And of course, the Cleveland Browns picked up their first playoff victory since 1995. When that happened, I was almost nine. And it was their first playoff road victory since 1969. I wasn't even thought of at that point. My dad was 19. And not only that, we picked up our first victory in a very long time against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. And also against Ben Roethlisberger. A sigh of relief came from me during that game. It finally happened. What's going to happen this week? I have no idea. But big congrats to the Buffalo Bills on their playoff win. By the time this comes out, we'll already know how they did against the Baltimore Ravens. I hope they win. I'm rooting for them. There's kind of a uh, a pact between Buffalo and Cleveland fans. We've been through the same stuff, so we know how the other feels. With all that being said, I want to know what is your favorite sports memory while being a fan? Since I know you guys are fellow sports fans, I know you're going to have something that tops your list that was just the greatest. And well, I'm sorry. Mine is this one. Iguodala to inbound. Shepard trying to stay with Curry. Catches one dribble, steps back, puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound tip taken by Spades. Final seconds. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Cleveland's long sports nightmare has ended. The drought is over. 52 years, time to celebrate a title. Words do not describe how I felt that day when I finally witnessed a team from Cleveland winning a championship. And that's the, the, the best way I can put it. But like I said, what's yours? That will do it for me this week. Thank you for everything you guys do. You guys are awesome. It was fun texting with Jeff during the Brown Steelers game a little bit. And I can't wait for more. And I will take my answer off the air. Because Cleveland, this is for you later. Thanks for the troll job there, Dick. I mean, Justin, um, oh, <laughs> dude, no. when you were listening to that, it was like he was stabbing you repeatedly. No, no, I, it's a, I was happy the Cavs won a championship. Unfortunately, it came against the Warriors. But it was also one of those, I didn't want the Cavs to win because LeBron was playing for them. I was hoping Cavs would win one without him. Because it ticks me off every time LeBron wins a championship. <laughs> so you've been pissed the last few years. I have. I have. And I I didn't like when he won one in Miami, Cleveland, and L.A. So, But, uh, yes, I was texting with Justin, and I'm happy for you guys. It's really – Cleveland has the diehard fans and the fans that you kind of – you you root for. And uh, sports memory – so the one I'm going to mention live – was the night Bonds hit 68. And oh, Scott, yes. So this is being live. So Scott and I were at the Giants game. They kind of have this spiral. It's not even a staircase. It's like a ramp that goes up the left field. And Scott and I get up to the third deck, and you can tell Bonds is up because the stadium is silent. Everything stops when Bonds came up to bat, especially yes. when he was going for the home run chase. Scott and I got up to the top and looked down right as the pitch was being thrown and Bonds crushed number 68. And the roar of the crowd was just absolutely insane. Yeah, it was awesome. 
Scott's right next to me and Scott and I are jumping up and down like little kids. And it's just like Seth Rollins had just cashed in, you know, <laughs> but it's, it was still a moment of being there alive and seeing bonds crush 68 that went to right center, I believe. Well, the giants ballpark is so beautiful. And when you go, you don't want to sit in your seat the whole time. And what we used to do, especially cause that was back in what? 2002, Jeff. Yes. So, Back then, I mean, the the new stadium was only, gosh, three years old, maybe four years old. And so every time we went to a game, you and I would just get up and walk around because it is so beautiful. It's right on the water. There's so much to see. The ballpark itself is gorgeous. So we would get up and just walk around, go get our garlic chicken sandwiches, our garlic fries, couple Cokes, and we were good. And that's what we were doing. We were wandering the stadium and you heard the crowd, as you mentioned, the noise die off and it's like, okay, bonds must be up. And so then everybody is just, there is no movement. Everybody is just stuck. Wherever mm-hmm. they are, they've stopped. And everybody is zoned in on home plate to see what's going to happen. And yeah, that was a hell of a moment, dude. But my question is, you mentioned the Seth Rollins thing. Yes. I was going to ask, is it acceptable to have a wrestling moment? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It would be Seth Rollins. I will never forget being at WrestleMania Play Button sandwiched in between (laughs) you and my co-host on um, Drunk Wrestling History. And we're watching the Roman and Brock match, which by the way, I don't want to gloss over that match. That is one of the hardest hitting matches I've ever seen. Go back and watch it, dude. They are throwing in that match. Mm -hmm. It was good, right? But when you're in the moment, you're like, ugh, I really didn't want to see Roman versus Brock. But WWE did one of the best booking jobs they've ever done and had Seth cash in at that match. And when he did it, when he cashed it in, we were all jumping up and down. Every one of us jumping up and down like we were six years old. And we had just seen like the coolest thing ever. And just that emotion, just it got us. And we're jumping up and down. We're hugging each other. We weren't the only ones, dude. It was our entire section. The entire stadium just went bonkers for that moment. And I'll never forget the fig life bumps or since I was in a wrestling event, it would be Mark bumps, I guess (laughs) the Mark bumps that just crawled up and thinking of it now, like that would be as close as I've been, I guess, to being at Hogan and rock for 18, Mm -hmm. right? I missed out on that, but I think the closest I would get to that would be in that moment when, when uh, Seth Rollins cashed in, it was incredible, but Jeff, I've got an embarrassing live baseball story to tell. Oh, I'm all here for this. Yes, and you'll know exactly what it is when I mentioned that we were at an A's game and it was you, me, Nathan, and my buddy Nick that has since moved to uh, uh, Minnesota. We're at an A's game and we actually had pretty good seats. This must have been around 96. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there. I wasn't even drinking. (laughs) We're just chilling, watching a game. A's are pitching. Runners on first base. And batter's up. And we're watching and ball one, ball two, ball three, strike one, strike two. Runner takes off from first. Throw to second, no call. We're yelling at the top of our lungs. Where's the call? Is he safe? Is he out? What's going on? And we're yelling at the umpire. The batter walked. (laughs) The batter took ball four. So as you know, you're not really stealing second when the batter walks. You're just given second base and the, the batter goes to first base. But we're screaming at the umpire because we didn't get a call. We sat down in such embarrassment. 
people were looking at us like we were like we didn't know anything about baseball but we weren't even paying attention to the umpire because we were so focused in and honed in on second base and the umpire's just looking at it no call no safe no out and you me and nathan just started yelling at the top <laughs> the hell's wrong with you make a call you idiot <laughs> And then all of a sudden, I forget who was up at bat. It might have been even Griffey that was up at bat or something. And next thing you know, we looked down and Griffey was running down to first. And we're like, oh. (laughs) No drugs or alcohol to be found in our system. Just a lot of embarrassment. Uh, Sporting event that is stuck in my memory. Man, there are so many over the years. I mean. Any of the Giants three World Series for me, Scott would probably say any of the Yankees, uh, any of the Avalanche Stanley Cup wins or the Montreal win in 93 or the Warriors wins. There's so many that stick out that are so memorable that I just, like Scott, get the mark bumps over. I can't really take one. I would guess and say would probably be the Giants winning in 2010. And that would be the one that probably sticks out the most because... That one was a long, long time coming. Losing to the A's in 89 and then the Angels in 02 um, was just painful. Yeah, I just remember being so happy for you guys too because I know that you're a diehard Giants fan. You've been a Giants fan since you started watching baseball. So I was just super happy for you when the Giants finally did it. Um, For me, man, the Yankees' first championship that I was able to witness, which would have been 1996, Charlie Hayes caught that third out, and I just lost my shit. I was so happy. Um, but, dude, you want to know another one? Uh, so we've done live. We've done memory watching it on TV. How about listening to it on the radio in your car? 1998 playoff game between the Niners and the Green Bay Packers when Terrell Owens caught that touchdown with, like, zero time left on the clock. Steve Young just gunned it in there, and Terrell caught it. I yep. got sandwiched between like three guys. Yep. I had given up on that game. I got so pissed. And if you've ever watched me during a sporting event, I'm very passionate. I get into it. I'm yelling. I'm screaming. I'm, I'll am i be sitting on one side of the room and something will happen. And before I even know it, I'm in front of the TV screaming. Like that's just how I am when I'm, I'm invested, especially during Sharks playoff hockey. But I had to leave the house. And I think I told the story. I actually went to Target. And found the Bone Cruncher. I believe it was Series 7 that was Dr. Death, X-Pac, Val Venus. I went on the hunt for that set because I couldn't watch the game anymore. The Niners were pissing me off. Had to leave the house. Well, on my way home, I'm driving along. I've got it on the radio. Niners have come back. Steve Young hits Terrell Owens with that pass, the touchdown pass. And I'm in the car screaming. I had to pull the sunroof back. I'm like pumping my fist through the sunroof. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. People looked at me like I was a psychopath on the road. Didn't care. Niners pulled off the game. I couldn't believe it. So I think we've covered the gamut of radio live and on TV. Justin, thank you so much for sending that in, man. I'm happy for Cleveland fans right now, man, especially with your Browns. I know how passionate they are. Yeah, big congrats to the Cleveland fans out there. And Jeff, I'm kind of curious. He said that Bills and Browns fans... They're all kind of in the same boat because they have shared hardship. When did the Browns lose four straight Super Bowls? Uh, that did not happen, Scott. Oh, it didn't happen? No. Uh, you mean no. the Browns didn't lose? Okay, so just the Bills lost four straight Super Bowls. Uh, correct, correct. Thanks oh, for- okay, gotcha. Thanks Thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted clarification. Uh, th- oh, 
Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> I just had to bookend that segment with Justin hitting you with knives from the Warriors loss and then, you know, yeah. the Browns not losing four consecutive Super Bowls. Anyway. Oh, oh thanks, dicks. All right. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to the Browns this Sunday. Scott, next question comes in from Jeremy Conrad. Thank you again, Jeremy, for the Buster Posey figure. Dude, the card on it, actually, it does it has a spot where it can hang from a peg. It's not even punched. Oh, nice. An unpunched card. Dude, the card is perfect. It's pristine. Very nice. Very nice. So yeah, huge thanks to Jeremy from me also for the breaking set. Love it. Look, he's hooking us up, dude. I know. I can't thank him enough. I actually reached out to him yesterday. I was like, dude, I can't thank you enough for this Posey figure. It means so much. That's great. Let's see what Jeremy's got to say. Hey, Scott and Jeff. It's Jeremy Conrad here. Um, Long time no talk, actually. Had a question for you. I'm thinking of starting a shelf in my collection for uh, World Championship Wrestling slash Jim Crocker Promotions and that from 84 to like 87-ish, that era, with uh, Dusty and the Horsemen and Magnum TA. And I was wondering who you guys think are the absolute must-haves on there. You can mix Jax and Mattel because I know Mattel hasn't and probably won't make a lot of those guys or versions of those guys but i really want to i've been watching a lot of it on the network and i really want to make a shelf for it in my collection i already have magnum ta and you know flair and anderson and all them whatever but outside of like the horseman and dusty who else do you think that has a figure from Jax or mattel that has to be on there uh, thanks for everything you guys do i'm glad to talk to you glad to hear from you hope everybody's staying safe and i'll talk to you later bye that is awesome, Jeremy. Good call, dude. That is a great shelf. I can't wait to see the finished product. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to throw out Nikita Koloff from the Classic Superstars line, be it from the two-pack with Ivan or his single card. Either one of those is going to be awesome. Uh, you got to throw in the new elite Michael Hayes. Yes. He was a big part of the late 80s NWA slash WCW, so you got to have him in there. Well... Um, I think he's only doing 84 to 87. So I'm thinking Road Warriors, Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express. Nikita has to be on there. Magnum, Tolly, obviously the Horseman. Uh, it would be cool to kind of have a War Games. I know they wouldn't, the ring wouldn't be in there, but kind of have matchup like the Four Horsemen versus Dusty, Nikita, and the Road Warriors. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But dude, Michael Hayes was there. I believe he was at Starcade 87. Yeah, he was. He was at Starcade 87 because UWF had just folded, so they started to incorporate the UWF guys. So you oh. could throw the new Michael Hayes in there. Oh, I thought. Oh, I think you're right. I thought they folded in 88, but I think you're right. You're right. Well, no, because remember, Sting faced Flair at Clash of Champions 88. So UWF had already merged with the NWA, and Sting had enough heat to where he could face Flair at that. They were going head to head with WrestleMania 4. Mm hmm. And so Sting had enough heat on him where they're like, okay, we're going to put you in the main event with Flair. So they had started to incorporate those guys in late 87. And Sting, I want to say it was Jimmy Garvin, Michael Hayes, and Sting had a six-man match at Starcade 87. So you could put the Michael Hayes in there. Nikita has to be on the shelf. You're right, Jeff. The Horsemen are a must. Uh, the Road Warriors. Hmm. Which figures I are you putting up for the Warriors? Uh, you have to put up the Mattel. Yeah, that's going to be tough, dude. Those are expensive. Yeah, the Mattel Elite Legends, I should say. Well, uh, yeah, I knew which ones you meant. Yeah, those figures signify the AWA slash WCW NWA years. Um, another one, Rick Steiner. 
Yes, he had a classic superstars. Absolutely. You could put the Russians on there. I mean, you you could get Nikita and Ivan. So you could get the Russians on there. I I think that's about it. I mean, I don't know how big the shelf is, but I think that would be it. Oh, J.J. Dillon. You got to get oh, J.J. Oh, the Build-A-Figure. You're right. You got to get J.J. for the Horseman. Oh, what, what about the new breed? <laughs> You're ridiculous. You need that, uh, was it Todd Champion? <laughs> what? Chris, Chris, uh... Oh man. Was it Todd Champion or Chris Champion or something? It was it was Chris Chris Champion, I think. Oh gosh, I can't remember those guys' names. Somebody somebody will fact check us on that. Maybe Lasertron. No, nah, Lasertron I think was like 89, 90. No, Lasertron wasn't that late. No, yeah. dude, Lasertron was like 86, 87. Are you sure? Yes, because Laser Tag came out around 85, 86. And so that's when the NWA created him. Oh, what about Barbarian? Oh, good call. Yeah, you could do Barbarian. I don't think Warlord was there yet. No. I think when the Powers of Pain messed with the Road Warriors, it was 88 at some point. So if you're cutting off at 87, you could do Barbarian. Uh, the one, just him, the single from Classic Superstars. I know there was one episode where Warlord showed up and Baby Doll was in his corner. Yeah, but he didn't have face paint, I don't think. He did not. But at the same time, Baby Doll was also a, a face manager. Yes. So it was kind of weird that she showed up with Warlord and she was dressed like a heel. It was kind of weird. Right. Oh, Rick Rude. Oh, duh. Yeah, you could do Rick Rude. Yep. Uh, But it would have to be... His curly hair look. So the most recent Elite that came out, I think that was 78, if I'm not mistaken. You could go with that one. Because mm-hmm. he had the curly hair. Oh, Luger. Oh, <laughs> just the obvious one. <laughs> well, unless you had him lumped in with the Horsemen. But with Horsemen, I'm assuming you meant the Brain Busters, Tully and Arn, Wyndham and Flair. Correct, correct. Yeah, so yeah, you got to do Luger. And actually closest to the Luger Horseman look or his 86, 87 look would probably be his classic superstars. Yeah. Oh, Bam Bam? Yes, Bigelow. Well, wait a second. When was Bigelow there, though? No, he wasn't there. Are you sure? Because I thought he was showing up. He was at WrestleMania 4, dude. Which was 80... 88. He was in the tournament. But yeah, wasn't he in NWA before that and then went to WWE for WrestleMania 4? I thought he went to WWF before... or. Yeah, I thought he went straight from, like, whatever territory he was in, which I didn't think was NWA, and then he went straight to the WWF in 87 with Humper Dink as his manager. I could be mistaken. And then he went to WCW or NWA after his WWF run. Um, Oh, Superstar Billy Graham was there. Was he? He was, yes. And I believe he he was a heel, and then he turned face. But that was in between, like, 83 and 85. Or maybe 86, but he was there for a minute. What about the sheep herders? Oh, uh, well, wait a second. Did they? Oh, okay, so they were at Crockett Cup 86. Uh, yep. So you could do the bushwhackers, yep. I think that's it. That's quite a shelf. I know. I, does he have enough room for all these figures that we're just throwing out? So I'm trying to think of the other big names. So it would have Wahoo McDaniel, that Jack's unfortunately never made a figure of him. Mm-hmm. Figures Toy Company did. In their Legends line. Correct. But Jax did not, nor has Mattel. No gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, because he was a staple. No uh, rugged Ronnie Garvin, 
Well, you could get the Jimmy Garvin from the Remco line. If you're going for scale, though, that doesn't work. Okay. So, unfortunately, no Jimmy Garvin, no Ronnie Garvin, no Wahoo McDaniel. Uh, Okay, so Bubba Rogers was there. But the only Bubba figure they've done was OSFTM. He was not boss man. Oh, one-man gang. Oh, yeah, the Jack's Classic one-man gang. Yes, or, well, he was more UWF. But it, maybe he had a cup of coffee in the NWA before jumping over. I, I'd have to look at the timeline because he was UWF champion for a minute. Uh, I think we've kind of gone over every Saturday for <laughs> between 84 and 87. Oh, Terry Taylor. Oh, yes. Jax made one when they were doing the uh, Legends TNA kind of thing going on. Yes. Yeah, get Terry Taylor. Not the Red Rooster, but get Terry Taylor. Yeah, can't do Red Rooster, but Terry Taylor was there. They've never made an Eddie Gilbert figure. No, unfortunately not. Oh, Dr. Death Steve Williams. You could do a figure of him on there. Varsity Club, Kevin Sullivan. Yes, and unfortunately, Ron Simmons has not had a figure based on his um, like mid to late 80s look. Where he was in trunks? Where he was in trunks, correct, because he was also at a tag team with Eddie Gilbert. And they have not made that Ron Simmons look yet. Everything that's been made for Ron Simmons has been in his tights. So you could get a Ron Simmons, but it technically would be inaccurate. But I would allow it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) I would allow it. I would put a check mark next to that. That's a hell of a list, man. I, 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 that's a good jumping off point, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll get you started. Jeremy, thank you again for sending those over. And also send us pictures of the finished section that you do for 84 to 87. Can't wait to see it. Love to see it. Thank you again, Jeremy. Scott, next question comes in from Christopher Dean. He says, hey, guys, I heard Jeremy Padauer say we will see new AEW figures shortly. I know they stumbled out of the gate in multiple areas, but who would you like to see in series four and five? I'd like to see no repeats. I really would finally want SCU and Britt Baker in scale. The Marvel TNA figs comes close, but Sky has never had a figure and Kazarian hasn't had a good one in my opinion. I know everyone wants Jurassic Express. What are your figures that you would like to see? Thanks for the show, guys. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. You guys help help me getting through the week. Take care. Christopher Dean. Thank you, Christopher Dean. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, series four. Okay, Britt Baker, you said that's a must. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, those are musts. Um, so no repeats. Okay, so we said LAX, so that's two. So it's six figures per wave. Okay. Okay, so let's start with Series 4. So let's just say it's Britt Baker. Yep. Jurassic Express with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Okay. We'll save Marco's stunt to Series 5. Okay. LAX, so that's 5. Or sorry, that's 5 for Series 4. Yep. And one more, I guess you could do Sammy? Yeah, put put Sammy in that one. Okay, now jumping over to Series 5. Eddie Kingston. Oh, okay. Good choice good choice his first figure yep i would love to see a couple of the dark order maybe evil uno oh that's a good choice actually let's just do evil uno so we have eddie kingston evil uno yes marco stunt marco stunt yep did you put scu in series four no okay so do two of them do kazarian and sky and sky and so then we would just need one more so you could either do christopher daniels or you could do 
MJF's buddy? Uh, Wardlow or Lance Hoyt? Oh, Archer. Oh, Archer. Yeah, him too. Hoyt is so TNA. <laughs> Oops, my bad. <laughs> you know what? Do Archer. I think that'd be a badass looking figure. You know what's funny is we didn't even throw on FTR. Oh, geez, you're right. You know what, though? What? Do we need them yet? I mean... Yeah, I mean, okay, so series... Three is now hitting. Series four will probably be just a guesstimation, no official word. Series four should be hitting shelves. What would you think about April? That sounds right. So series five would be June-ish, July-ish? Yeah, somewhere in there. So we're about, what, a year removed from Revival figures? A little over a year? Around there, yeah. So series six, so if you're pushing it all the way out to, say, September... You get the FTR figures. I would think yes. Put them out into the, like the September series. Okay. So like yeah, series six I think would be would be a good start for FTR. That's actually a solid list right there. It is, but let's get into the bigger, the more grand question. Yes. AEW is really making some noise with this impact. I'm not going to call it a merger, more of a a beneficial partnership. Are we going to see Jazzwares pick up the Impact license? No, I don't think so, dude. You don't think that's going to happen, huh? No, no. Okay, just... well, what about them making NWA figures? Because Thunder Rosa is appearing there. Serena Deeb is appearing there. Uh, I don't know if they would be able to do that. That's a whole different license. That's a whole. That's a whole different contract. That's a whole different entity. That would. I don't think that those are on the table right now. I think Jazzwares' main focus is the AEW figures. I think eventually they're going to look into playsets. I think eventually they're going to give us playsets, and I think that's where their main focus is. I don't foresee NWA and Impact on the table right now. But what if this continues to gain steam, dude? AEW's numbers are going up every week. Impact is almost in lockstep with it. They're not hitting AEW numbers, but they're climbing every week as AEW is. Obviously, they have something here with this partnership. If this trend continues, I think it would be crazy if Jazzwares didn't look and be like, okay, let's start talking. What would be the harm in it? I mean, even if you made them as chase figures, you throw out a couple to test it, right? You do a Thunder Rosa chase, right? You do a Nick Aldis chase. You do a Serena Deeb chase. You do, well, okay, so Good Brothers is the tricky one, right? Because they just did Super 7 figures. They're independent contractors. They can do stuff like that. Even though they're locked in with Impact, I think that they also have rights to look outside to make money. Okay. Well, then if that's the case, then maybe the Super 7 figures are a one-off and they could have Jazzwares do their figures. I do not foresee that happening. And that's all well and good, but I mean, what's wrong with having multiple wrestling companies that you're making figures for? They're all in scale. Everybody's getting along. So I don't see any harm in it. They're not even competitors, really. They're all kind of playing nice. So what's the harm in doing a line of figures for them? You don't even need to do them as often as you're doing AEW. For NWA, for example, you could do, I don't know, two series a year, three series a year. Impact, maybe four. Mm-hmm. But we would finally get an Eddie Edwards figure. Yes. That's We'd long finally, overdue. Y- yeah. Sammy Callahan would get a figure. 
you know, the last one we got of him was from FTC. Uh, Rich Swan would get another figure. We haven't had anything of Rich Swan since the elite figure that Mattel did. So I, I, I think there's business to be done there. There's money to be made. Let's not leave it on the table. I think that's wishful thinking for you, Scott. Well, hey, there's my wish list then. <laughs> I want an Eddie Edwards figure. Let's get to the bottom of it. Thank you, Christopher Dean, for your question. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. If you guys could play today, how would you book a Royal Rumble match with Mattel flashbacks, Jack's Classic Superstars, FTC Legends, alongside a winner I'd like to know? Who's lasting the longest? Who's lasting the shortest? Who has most eliminations and the final two? Oh, Lordy. Ooh. Okay, so you can use Mattel Flashbacks, Jack's Classics, and the FTC Legends. Alongside a winner, he would like to know those other questions. Okay, so the winner is going to be Ric Flair. Oh, okay. So we're going 92 here. All right, so we're booking the winner. We're working backwards. Yes, we're working backwards. So Ric Flair is the winner. So longest would be Shawn Michaels. Okay. Okay, and you could go his new WrestleMania 37 Elite for that. Yes, and Ric Flair is uh, Ric Flair from the Defining Moments with the black robe. The black robe, obviously. Yes. Uh, which Shawn Michaels did you say? I apologize. Uh, I'm going WrestleMania 37 Elite. Okay, okay, so you're going 93 look, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that would be the, the new one that comes with the Paul Ellering Build-A-Figure piece. Who's lasting the shortest? Bushwhacker Butch? <laughs> Not Santino Morella, huh? No, because even though Santino's is technically the shortest, nothing beats Bushwhacker Butch. You're right. Was it 91 or... I think it was 91 Rumble, wasn't it? I believe it was 91. So picture this, Bushwhacker Butch. He does the Bushwhacker March down to the ring. He gets in, and I believe it was Earthquake who grabbed him. It was. Earthquake grabs him by the back of the head right as Bushwhacker Butch enters the ring grabs him by the back of the head and throws him uh, out over the top rope <laughs> on the other side of the ring. Now, here's the best part. Bushwhacker Butch lands, gets up, and does the Bushwhacker march back to the back. Never missed a beat. It is one of my favorite eliminations of all time in the Royal Rumble. So I'm going Bushwhacker Butch. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, who takes the most beating? Let's go Maven. Oh, but... <laughs> Okay, yes. Uh, are you going back to Undertaker? Correct, yes. And we're going to go all the way back to Jack's early days and grab a Maven figure. Okay. And the final two. So we've already said Flair is the winner. Um, you know what? Let's give uh, the fans that Hogan and Flair kind of feud. I mean, we got that in 92 where it was Sid, Hogan, and Flair in the final three. Yes. But then Hogan got eliminated, cried, and then yanked Sid out. Right. So... Let's give it Hogan and Flair as the final two. I like it. And so we're going to go DM Hogan? Yes. Okay. Defining moment Hogan it is. Are we going to have Sid uh, Justice on the outside of the ring yanking on Hogan? No. Okay. <laughs> just because I can't stand Sid. <laughs> Understood. So you basically just gave us like Royal Rumble 92. Eh, with a few little... Uh... With a twist. Scott, that rounds out the listener segment. We are going to round it out with Mattel Elite Series 3. Let's jump into it. Nostalgia 
Scott, we are going into Mattel Elite Series 3. And who was in this series? Well, before we get into the series, let's go back a couple of episodes. We did not mention that the first few series of Elites came with stands, which I think is a cool callback to when LJNs first came out. And they had those little plastic stands with the embossed WWF logo on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a nice callback to that. And the first few Elite series that came out, I don't remember what series they stopped, but they did come with stands for the figures. So I wanted to point that out. And the back of the package actually had an opening on it to where you could see the backside of the figure, which came in handy for one of the figures in this series specifically. Let's get into Mattel Elite Series 3 WWE figures. First up, the great Shawn Michaels. And the cool thing about this one is HBK was in his signature pose in the package. One leg way out, one leg bent, and then the the most muscular pose. That was the pose that Shawn Michaels had on the card. He was in his black tights, or chaps, whatever you want to call them. He came with an HBK white cowboy hat and a purple HBK shirt. Next up, Santino Morella. And he was packaged with a red Santino cloth shirt, a microphone, and he was in his blue and black singlet gear, and he had the unibrow. <laughs> yes, he did. Next up, Christian. And he was posed much like his Marvel Toy Biz figure that had come out a few years before this one. He was in his black and silver sweatsuit, much like on his Marvel Toy Biz figure. He was in his black and gold one. In this one, he had black and silver sweatsuit. And he was in his black tights slash gear. And he was packaged with two, Jeff, not just one, but two elbow pads. <laughs> He's greater than The Undertaker. Yes, he is. And one other figure in the set that we'll be getting to. But next up is John Cena. And he was packaged in his HLR, or Hustle Loyalty Respect t-shirt. By the way, Jeff, they totally stole our WFP logo. I'm not sure if you were aware of that. I know the AWA logo, but I mean the WFP logo. The, yeah, thank you. They, they stole, years before we were even a thing, they stole our WFP logo. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to somebody about this. It's gimmick infringement. Anyway, he was packaged with his HLR shirt, his HLR hat, dog tags, and he was in his blue jorts gear. Next up, The Miz. And he was in his long black shorts gear with a left arm black compression sleeve. He was packaged with a gray chick magnet shirt, his fedora hat, and Jeff, only one elbow pad accessory. That budget, man. I think they spent it all on that Christian jumpsuit. I'm telling you, that was a thing of beauty, wasn't it? It was. But we'll get to that. Next up, and last but certainly not least, Cody Rhodes. And he was packaged with a Soft Goods Legacy shirt. And he was in black trunks with the Legacy logo on the back. And Jeff, that rounds out Mattel Elite WWE Series 3. Some really good figures in this, too. I mean, the Christian is fantastic. The Michaels is fantastic. And The Miz is actually really good. I... I Picked up a few of these. I got the Michaels, I got the Christian, and I got the Miz. Really good I, figures. Outstanding, right? And you could already see them really improving. And they're only three series in. And they're already improving on what was very solid offerings from Series 1 and Series 2. This one is a total home run. No weak figures at all in this. The Cody is good. The Santino is good. The Christian, though, oh my goodness. That Christian... I would definitely put it on par with the Marvel Toy Biz figure that came out. 
that I've rated as one of the best figures of all time. The Christian Elite 3, though, oh my goodness, that is great. And this goes into the, the hole on the back of the package. You could actually see the back of his jumpsuit where it says Christian on the hood. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Just a great loose or mint on card. Beautiful figure by Mattel. I'm surprised it took him three series to put in a John Cena figure. You know, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, why did this take until... You would think a name like John Cena, especially in 2010, well, that's a Series 1 figure for sure in the Elites. But nope, they held off until Series 3, and it's a great-looking Cena figure. And gun to my head, if I had to pick a favorite, it would be Christian. But as you mentioned, Jeff, the Miz is outstanding. The HBK is outstanding. The John Cena figure is outstanding. And keep in mind, by this point, we hadn't been inundated with like a hundred John Cena figures. This was one of the first ones out and you could already see, okay, Mattel's not playing around with their elite series. Cause every one of these figures is strong. One thing I don't want to overlook is the Miz is actually turned sideways in the packaging. Yeah. It's to- almost like he's running. No. Do you remember when he, him and Morrison would come out and they would do the slow cam and he would kind of turn to the side and you do some type of motion and then turn back. Ah, that's what it is then. Yes. Okay. That's one of the reasons I love that figure and it stands out so much. I love Mrs. Gear on that figure. The long shorts that go right into the, like almost like the kick pads in the boot. Yep. Or the the knee pads in the boot. The the arm compression sleeve on the left arm. I think that's awesome looking. Uh, He's got black gloves on. And then that little fedora hat thing that he's got that he comes with. Mm -hmm. And you could, they actually molded the headband because he would wear a headband and the hat over that. And they kind of molded the headband piece onto the hat. So it's all one piece. Outstanding. That Miz figure is a home run as well. But man, hard to pick a favorite, but I got to go with Christian. So today is January 14th. I pulled the eBay listings. Now, again, there are a ton, and I mean a ton of loose figures on eBay of this Elite Series. There is very few ones that are carded. So I, and we only pull the carded ones. So I'm going to go down the list of the ones that did not have any carded figures or elite series three, I should say on eBay. Santino Morella didn't have any, he had zero. He did have loose ones, but no carded ones. Neither did the Miz and neither did Cody Rhodes. So those three figures had zero carded elite series three up on eBay. Christian, there was one, and it was going for $90. Oh, wow. I figured it would be higher, especially given the age of it. I thought so, too. And how good it is. John Cena is very first elite. There is one on eBay, and the box is destroyed. And that's going for $135. Oh, in a destroyed box? In a destroyed box. Ouch. And last, Shawn Michaels. There are four on eBay, ranging from $79.99 to $129.99. There was one autograph on there that was in a pink paint pen that it was going for $150. Oh, okay. Good choice on the pink. Oh, it looked really good. So that was the eBay Scott favorite figure out of that series? I got to go, Christian. There are, man, it's so close. The Miz is outstanding. The HBK is great. Even the Cena. Okay, so now in 2021, we've seen hundreds of Cena figures. But going back to 2010, when that one came out, given from 2010, how old it is, it's outstanding. But I've got to go Christian. 
I am just such a fan of that jumpsuit that they put him in. The pose from Mint on Card where he's got his hand over his eyes like he's looking out to the peeps. I love that pose. So Mint on Card, I'm going Christian. Same here. Although The Miz isn't far behind, I will say Christian as well. Good series. Great series. And you can already see Mattel getting better. And that's even when their series one and two were outstanding. One of my favorite figures will be in next week's wave. But you guys have to tune in and see... Because we are rounding out the show right now. We want you guys to head on over to Wrestling Toy Tracker where you can get the carded and loose prices of LJ and Galoobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendums, Defining Moments, Retros. And also head on over to whatamaneuver.net and pick up a Wrestling Toy Tracker t-shirt while you're over there. So check out WrestlingToyTracker.com or on Twitter at Toy underscore Tracker. Scott Egomas. Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eagle Mosh. You can follow them on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Check out all of the cool properties under their umbrella like DC, Star Trek, and of course, WWE. You will not be disappointed with the quality of their statues. And when you subscribe to their service, they ship you the new statues as they're released. And they will send you a very, very cool wrestling ring display to put all of those statues in. Again, Eagle Moss on Twitter at Hero Collector underscore. I want to throw it back to the podcast buddies. Check out Breaker and Bane where they do toy talk, wrestling talk, movie talk, comic talk. But now their interviews have gone over to Breaker's new project, which is, you know, it's fake, right? That's the name of the show. Excellent, excellent show. I have already been on twice. Well, we've recorded twice. He interviews me for one episode. I interview him for another. So check out for those episodes. It's a lot of fun. Check that out over at, you know, it's fake, right? On iTunes. Such a great name. It is. It is. Also check out our buddies over at doing the favor, Eric Barry, check out their website where you can find the SKUs and UPCs for AEW figures, uh, Mattel Elites. You can find the SKUs for Pop Finder or BrickSeek over there. Go over to doingthefavor.com, where you can also listen to their shows or just find them on iTunes. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. They just did a show on the 1992 Royal Rumble. Oh, the one that you just rebooked with uh, JT's question. Correct, basically. Very nice. Yes, are you guys doing that one drunk? <laughs> we already did. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> the 92 Rumble is so historic. It really is. It really is. And especially like it all ties together so nice when Flair gives that emotional interview in the back. Right. It wasn't produced or rehearsed or somebody had to tell Ric Flair, hey, go cry. Like the, the emotion was genuine. And I think, honestly, like, Flair winning was great, but his emotion that he showed after winning the title, that's what makes that pay-per-view for me. Well, you don't have to tell Ric Flair to cry. He can do it on command. Like our dad. (laughs) So check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Check out the Chick Foley show where they talk wrestling, wrestling figs over there with Marco, Seth, and Sheena. Happy New Year to you three over at the Chick Foley show. Check out Justin, who took the steel chair to my back tonight. In fact, I just texted him and I said, dude, you turned heel on me. <laughs> he sent me a gif of LeBron uh, celebrating with the championship. He said, Ouch. He, he said, hey, man, you guys still beat us three other times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't gloat about it. Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just kidding, Justin. We love you, and we love all the Cleveland fans out there. Check out his show, though. It's a very unique niche show where it's about Northeast Ohio-based wrestling over at the Wrestling Cheers podcast. It's a lot of fun. Justin does a great job hosting that. So, Justin, we love you. Happy New Year. Check out our buddy also, RJ, over at Ringside Rant. Check out Marty and Rucker over at Boots of the Face. Eric Arana, Roy Lucher, our new historian, and myself do a show called Lucha Libre Figures. In fact, over on the Lucha Central Network, we talk about one luchador and their figure, one specific figure. We go over all the details. Roy gives the history of the wrestler. Eric gives the deets about the, that's a good word, deets. Did you have to look that one up? <laughs> I did. I actually Googled that. Good job. Thank you. Uh, Eric Arana goes over the details of the figure, points of articulation, everything. He does a great job. You guys can check out Lucha Libre figures and facts over at the Lucha Central Network or on iTunes. Scott, Drunk Wrestling History, go. Yes, you can find us on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. Our show last week was Unforgiven 2005, which is hilarious because we were supposed to do Unforgiven 2006, which you will hear at the very end of that episode where we discover our mistake. But nonetheless, it was a fun show to review, mostly because Ric Flair gets hammered in the back of the limousine with some, uh, as you would call them, Jeff Rats, and goes crazy. That is an incredible show. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Rewind, 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 rewind. You guys were supposed to do Unforgiven 2006? We were, yes. And... When Adam gave Ed the suggestion of Unforgiven 2006, Ed, when he put it into his future show notes, wrote it down or typed it in as Unforgiven 2005. So we got to the end of it, and I believe it was Adam that brought it to our attention that, yeah, this wasn't the show I wanted to do, but whatever. And Ed's like, wait a second, what? And then realized he had put it into his notes wrong, and so we completely did the wrong show. But it's it's one of those Bob Ross happy accidents <laughs> like I said, mostly because of Ric Flair going crazy at that show. Dude, that's such a drunk thing to do, man. And we kept it. Yeah, because <laughs> of that. Exactly. Oh my God, that is hilarious, dude. Yeah, we're funny sometimes. So this past week, the show that dropped was, what if WWF signed Sting and NWA signed Ultimate Warrior? So we play a little what if game. Uh, I don't believe they would have known what to do with wire well you gotta listen to find out what we think so find us wherever you find your podcasts at you'll find drunk wrestling history there and you can follow us on twitter at wrestling underscore drunk where we're not always accurate but we're always drunk uh also we want you to check out marty and sarah love wrestling and every single day ryan buds does trivia with buds also check out ryan buds on facebook where he does live trivia it's a lot of fun so check that out scott roll call yes guys jason wolf give that man a follow on his social media accounts at the art of jason wolf you need to stay tuned to him because if you are a fan of custom hasbros jason has got you covered he's doing a lot of names that he wanted to see in collections he just did a facebook live where he dropped a ton of hints about future figures and his most recent release well, he did a couple. He did a tuxed Hasbro with no head. So you could take either the magnetic Hogan or the magnetic Macho Man head. Or if you did his deluxe version of the Hogan and tux, 
Now you have a tux body where you can put the Macho Man head on there. He sold the tuxedo body. He re-released Zeus. And he did a Red Rooster Hasbro. And if you did the deluxe version, you got the Ric Flair head with it. So you could pop the Ric Flair head on there as well. You could change it out. The dude is doing amazing things with custom Hasbros. He's filling holes in your Hasbro collection of names that you wish were there that Hasbro never did. He also will do commissions on paints. So if you have a custom, say, Arn Anderson and you need it painted up, reach out to Jason. Chances are good he will take that commission. He doesn't want to do a ton of them, but he will do them. You got to reach out to him. Jump on his website, which is Doyle Draws. That's D-O-Y-L-E Draws.com. Get in touch with Jason. Hit him up. See what he's got to offer, but follow his social media for updates on upcoming custom Hasbro figures. And finally, Jeff, I want to throw it out to Tim on Twitter at a chair shot who has a podcast upcoming. The trailer has already been dropped. You can follow his social media for that again on Twitter at a chair shot. He is going to be doing a podcast called pulling up a chair where he is going to be talking to figure collectors much like you and I. So go check out the trailer, get pumped for his upcoming podcast called pulling up a chair. Stay tuned to his social media for information on when that podcast drops. Huge congrats, Tim. I'm glad you're finally getting this going, man. I'm excited to hear what you're bringing to the table. Best of luck to you. I can't wait. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. Thoughts and prayers, Tim. (laughs) We've had a lot of discussions, dude. We've had a lot of discussions and he's ready. He is ready. Thoughts and prayers, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Will you stop? Stay off Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Stay off all social media. (laughs) (laughs) It's the devil. In fact, screw social media. Just throw it right out the door. <laughs> Mama, Mama said social media is the devil. <laughs> oh, man. Scott, for episode 261, anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig license 2016, and happy toy hunting. Uh, I wanted to reach out to the listeners and say don't buy random figures, or if you do, just look forward to when they show up on the doorstep and say, when did I order that? It's famous last words. It's a nice little surprise to yourself. That should be the name of Tim's show. When did I order that? <laughs> that should be the name of your other show, dude. <laughs> What's in the box? Because I don't know either. <laughs> Why do I have seven Junkyard Dog retros? What, what? the hell? What? <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 261. Next episode is 262, the five-year episode. Let's get excited. I can't wait for that. Thank you again, Spander, your pets, of course. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me. You're really sticking with that. I thought it was going to end at the end of 2020, but I kept it going. I don't know why. You know what? Now you got to stick with it, dude. That's like three or four shows in a row you've said it. So it's a thing now, folks. I'm sorry. I can't steal Bob Barker's shtick. <sighs> What's he going to do? Come punch you in the face like you're Happy Gilmore or something? Just keep doing it. That'd be cool. Oh, it totally would. I'd film that. Oh, dude. Me and Justin would be over on the side pumping our fists like, yeah, hit him, Bob. Get a million views on uh, YouTube. (laughs) You think you knock him down, but he sits up like the Undertaker. Bob's a machine. (laughs) Anyways, I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 261. Span new to your pets. Hashtag fig life. Adios.
Ja. Voor die hozebol. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.